welcome to this edition of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast, where we talk about topics and resources that help you lead more to reach more. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this edition of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. My name is Tom Bump, and I'm your host. Thanks for joining me, my friends. I appreciate you taking time out of your busy week to listen to this podcast. I'm hoping that and praying that as you are listening, that this is a summer of great ministry. We're recording this episode uh, in late June of 2023, and uh, it's hard to believe it's actually not far from being the 1st of July when we recorded this episode. And uh, summer is in full force. There's all sorts of things going on. In fact, I myself am getting ready uh, to serve in our vacation Bible school and looking forward to the few days that we have with the boys and girls and getting a chance to share Jesus with them. And I'm, I'm praying for you, each and every one of you that are ministry leaders and volunteers uh, serving in the kingdom work this summer. And one of the things that we cannot lose sight of uh, while we're in the throes of the battle of summer is several different things. First and foremost, always on my mind and my heart is you as a leader and taking care of yourself. Are you making sure that you're staying at a godly, sustainable pace? If you've ever heard me talk about restoring leaders, you know that one of the things that we teach passionately is the GSP, the godly, sustainable pace. Every leader needs to find their rhythm and their pace and stay in it so that you can prevent burnout. One of the, the key things, as I've talked with leaders who have struggled with burnout, um, which is different than being worn out, okay? There's a lot of wear, wearing out in ministry. There's a lot of tiredness in ministry. That's different than burnout. Um, a lot of people are getting this wrong today, but as I have studied and studied and studied this topic of burnout, there are some distinct differences. But anyway, are you taking care of yourself and are you leading your yourself and your team at a godly, sustainable pace, meaning that you can keep going even at high rates without losing all your joy, without becoming cynical, without forgetting your why, without losing your boundaries? So that's where we want to start. Now, this whole theme of this episode is thinking about how do we utilize the summer months to prepare us for the fall and what key things should we be thinking about right here in the middle of the summer to get us ready so that the fall doesn't jump on us and beat us down when we're already worn down. So we're going to be thinking about some critical aspects for summer preparation of staying organized, of communicating effectively, and of having some strategies that help you stay on top of your responsibilities and set yourself up for big wins this fall season. And it starts with staying organized. Staying organized is key to managing all of the responsibilities that we have. But we also have to remember that being organized doesn't mean that we have to be all and do all, especially when we're in smaller churches. It requires us to grab a hold of people and leverage their time. Don't Think of it as being a burden to ask someone to serve. You're asking someone to step into discipleship, 
to step into using their gifts and their talents and their abilities and their time and their treasure for the kingdom work. That's not a burden. That's not too much. So please fire that inner critic. Keep back the enemy who's trying to make give you excuses to give to somebody else when you're asking them. But you and I as leaders need to get organized. And some of us sometimes struggle with this. Some of us do. I mean, and I'm one of those. I am a creative. I'm a I'm a thinker. I'm a I'm a organ. Not really an or. I mean, now I'm an organizer. But uh, before, when I was in the throes of ministry as a younger leader, I got overwhelmed very easy by all the different things that were going on, and it took me hiring my coach and learning my rhythm and my godly sustainable pace and what I'm good at. And then leveraging the talents and the abilities of others so that they could help me stay on track. And it's a powerful thing. So if you're like me and you're wired where you don't really love task lists and you don't love to-do lists and you don't love organizers and spreadsheets, hey, it's okay. Um, I want you to be seen and heard that just because you don't love those things and that you're not passionate about doing those things doesn't mean you can't be good at those things. Here's the other side. There are some people that are so taskless driven and to-do list driven that they forget that there's human beings on the other side and they try to take that human being and make them a human doing all of the time. And then you do get volunteers who feel used and abused and that you're only appreciating them because of what they do for you. So the key about staying organized is important, but we can't forget that it, relationships are a huge part of organization. And I think sometimes we forget that or we focus so much on the relationship, we don't get organized well enough. So we have to find that godly balance where we are staying on track and we're doing it in a good way. So if you're somebody who's wired to go Mach 5 with the hair on fire, you do need to figure out what's a system that will work for you. So is there a digital planner or a paper planner? Is there something, even your calendar, that you can manage your blocks of time so that you can get things done? Find yourself grouping tasks together. Look at some of the common denominator tasks and pull them together and put them in one block. Um, I sometimes, because I like to make things fun, I'll call it a sandbox. And I throw things in the sandbox for the day of things that I need to get done that I feel like are all the same. And I try to knock those things off one at a time. And some days I get them all done. Some days I don't. Those things that I don't go to the next day's sandbox there's also tasks that I'm going to kick out of my sandbox and I'm going to give to somebody else and put them in their sandbox so they can play with them and get them done. But together, no matter what, we all know the deadlines. And that's something that every person can follow. Everybody knows dates that are coming. So look, pick some dates as your goal dates. Make it fun for yourself and say, all right, I'm running this race and I've got a sprint here for the next week and I've got to get all this stuff done this week. You'll manage it. You'll make that the priority and everything else will step aside uh, while you do that. But there's also going to be some things that can't step aside because you're going to have to look at the fall calendar. You're going to have to keep an eye on those dates and realize whatever your fall launch is, you're going to have to start working backwards and realize that 
You only have a certain number of weeks to get things ready, to get things planned. Don't wait until the two weeks before the fall kickoff to start organizing that. You can take little steps now to get it done later, uh, to, to start it later. So you've got to find a way to get organized. If you're struggling with this, this is where having a coach who can help you find your natural rhythm, your system that works for you. Like I said, if you're wired like me, that you don't love planners and spreadsheets and organizers, there are ways for you and I to get things done. I've got a couple different systems that I've utilized over the years that help me get things finished. Uh, and, and I function at a higher organizational rate than I've ever functioned. You can do it too. Don't let yourself make the excuse of, well, I'm just not organized. Well, you just need to change that. Or, well, I'm just not a great people person. Well, you just need to change that. If you desire to be the best leader that you can be for the kingdom, you're going to find a way. You're going to learn and develop and create some personal discipline, which is important for all of us. It, it will help you to be, become a better leader. So staying organized in the summer months is huge. Creating a system that will help you. Now, here's another big thing that is part of the organization. It's figuring out how do I move people that serve in the summertime to joining my fall team? Because we want to be recruiting right now for the fall. You need to utilize the summer missions trips that your student ministries are on. A lot of these student ministries, it's amazing. They go away to other places. And what do they do? Children's ministry. But when they come back to the church, they all disappear. Challenge your student ministry team to make it part of, of the, the next year's goals of and requirements of joining a missions team, especially if it's going to be doing children's ministry somewhere. Challenge your leadership to say, hey, make it part of their prep and their training to come serve in our local area. Because if you can't serve in Jer your own Jerusalem, you really honestly, and I'm sorry, this is a pet peeve and I hope this doesn't come across harsh, but yet it does need to be firm. And I've said it to, to my student pastors in the past. If, if you can't take care of your own Jerusalem, then you have no business going to Judea and to Samaria and the other most parts of the earth doing this stuff. Jesus said, start here first. He told his disciples, start where you're planted, your Jerusalem. So we need to challenge our students to start in their Jerusalem, not out of obligation, but out of love and out of, hey, if you can do this here, you can do it anywhere. But you can't, why should you do it anywhere when you don't do it here? So create a system to help your student ministry move forward. Give them skills and abilities. So teach them how to lead a child to Christ effectively. Teach them how to give an invitation properly, not just, hey, if you're here and you want to ask Jesus raise your into your life, raise your hand. Well, of course, you're going to get 60 kids raising their hand because they just want to do what you want them to do. They're people pleasers. You need there is a specific way to give an invitation in a large group that really does you let the spirit do the drawing of the kids and not just a cattle call. But you can develop a training program to move those students so that when they're ready for summer, they're really ready for the summer. But what about those adults? 
Now, listen, there's some adults that will only serve at the summertime, and that's fine. I have some people that this is the opportunity they have, and they give me their summer months. I take that, and I leverage that, and then I don't ask them during the school year. But there are other people that are available, and they could do it during the school year. And so I want to challenge you to look for those people that really resonate with the children who click and say, hey, you know what? I have something huge I want to ask you. You did such a fantastic job during vacation Bible school. The way those fourth and fifth grade boys were, were around you and they loved everything you did and everything you said. How about joining our small group team and staying with that group this fall? And helping them become better followers of Jesus. You see, you invite them into a greater form of discipleship. And it's a big ask. but it, And it's a big why. But it's a powerful and compelling one. And it challenges them to think and to pray about how they could use their gifts and talents that way. So create some systems. Create a path. You may need to sit down and plan this out. Step one, here's what I'm going to do. Step two, here's what I'm going to do. Step three, here's what they're going to do. Step four, they're going to apply. Step five, and get your onboarding process. If you don't have an onboarding process for volunteers, that's probably part of why you don't have volunteers. Um, my coach, Jim Weidman, says this all the time. Why would God give you a big, huge harvest field to take care of if you don't manage the little garden in front of you? Now, he says a little differently. I'm kind of paraphrasing it into my own. But basically, he's saying, why should God give you anything larger if you're not faithful with the little? And that's biblical. Look at the parable of the talents. So listen, if you don't have the system set up, if you're not ready for it, if you don't know how to deal with volunteers that come to you, then why would God bring more? That's just the truth. So utilize the summer to get those systems in place. If you don't have them, utilize the time to do that. Create some space for that fall planning. Plan your calendar backwards from your launch date. Think about how will I move people in? When am I going to train them and equip them? When am I going to gather the team together for some fun and fellowship and team building? When am I going to continue to vision cast? How do I start a fall huddle if we don't have a fall a, a team huddle before the service? How could I get one started this fall? Who's going to need to help me run it so that I don't always have to do it by myself? Start thinking about who could delegate. You could delegate to some tasks and responsibilities to those trusted team members. Give them some specific roles and boundaries. And you will find that you can distribute that workload and empower people to contribute their unique skills and their talents. All right, let's think about some other things as we're thinking about the fall. It has to have a lot of communication during the summer months. You've got to start talking to your team members, letting them know we're only eight weeks away from fall kickoff or six weeks away from fall kickoff, and here's what we're doing. You need to start letting families know, here's our fall kickoff weekend. Uh, if you haven't done the move up Sunday already and you're doing it in the fall and not the beginning of summer, how many more weeks before that? When are you going to do a preview weekend? You know, one of the things that can help fear and anxiety of your young ones coming up from preschool to elementary and then the elementary moving into the student ministry is give them a preview weekend. 
for the younger ones, we don't usually do the whole service. We only give them a part of the service, but at least it gives them the, the flavor of the pre-service and the worship time, which are usually the most dramatic changes for them besides the Bible lesson. Um, sometimes we will let them stay for the whole service. Same with the the, the middle school or, or moving up into the high school or middle school ministries. You want to give them that opportunity. Invite your student ministry leaders to come in and hang out with your group. Um, you know, do a swap a little bit or something, but give them that opportunity. Give those kids and those students an opportunity to get a feel for what the next level will be like. Because sometimes that's why kids don't want to go up. And we often think, oh, they just don't want to leave me. Well, maybe that's true. But it's also could be true that they're just scared of what it's going to be like because now they're going to be the little fish in the big pond instead of the big fish in the little pond. So we have to communicate to, to our kids. We have to communicate to our leaders, um, to our parents. This is what's coming and build regular, consistent communication. And believe it or not, consistency builds trust and trust ensures that everyone is informed and engaged and bought in. So create that opportunity for that. Here's another thing that will help you have a great win in the fall. Start opening those lines of communication with your team by creating a culture of feedback and transparency. Encourage volunteer members, parents uh, to I, share their ideas, their concerns, their suggestions, what's working, what's not working for them. Find out what they would like to see started, what they would like to see stopped. You would be amazed at all those things. So make sure as you're doing this that you're tailoring your message to the specific audience you're talking to. Get clear and concise communication. Highlight what's important, you know, like your upcoming trainings or volunteer opportunities or curriculum updates, all those kind of things. Make sure your team knows. Make sure your parents know. It's powerful. And don't forget why you're communicating all these things. You're telling stories of life change that are happening now and that are going to happen in the fall. Give them that big picture of what's coming ahead. So as you start looking ahead and staying organized and communicating effectively, these things will lead to an amazing fall ministry. Consider evaluating what, what happened last fall for your kickoff. How did it go? What went well? What didn't go well? What do you want to do differently this time? How should you change it up? What are you going to celebrate? Let me tell you, friends, if you start thinking ahead of what your fall kickoff is going to look like now, right now, when, as you get closer in a few weeks out, the excitement level, because you've been communicating all along, is going to grow. You're going to kick it off in a powerful way. And it won't be a, it's going to be a dive in instead of a, a have to be a slow ramp up. Um, so make sure that you're getting ahead of yourself. Sit down, take a, an hour or two for a couple of days and think through what do we need to have in place? What needs to be communicated? How does it need to be communicated? Who needs to know why they need to know? What dates do they need to know? But then also, what are we going to do differently in the fall? Maybe there's some programming that needs to stop. Maybe there's some new things that need to start. Remember, if you say yes to everything, you're going to uh, end up saying no to some other great things. Save your best yeses for the best things. 
and save your best no for the wrong things and say no. Make sure that what you're doing matches up with your big why and make sure it fits within the boundaries and your priorities. Filter those things clearly and you'll keep yourself from wearing out and ultimately burning out. If all of this sounds great, but you're still going, well, Tom, I still don't know how to implement this for myself. Well, I want to wrap up this podcast by giving you an invitation, an invitation to check out kmccoach.net. This is my coaching program, but it's not just a coaching program. It's a mentoring program. There's two elements to what we do. There's a coaching part where we ask a lot of questions and we think about some things that are specific to you. We're always going to ask, what's on your mind today? What is What do you need to work on? And we're going to drill down and find out what it is at the core that maybe is keeping you up at night. And then we're going to go into some mentoring and we're going to be talking about specific how-tos. It's something that most coaches don't do as far as what I've seen out there. And there's some great coaching programs out there. And if kmccoach.net isn't a good fit for you, Trust me, I will say it. I don't accept everybody into the coaching program that wants to be in it because I'm not the right fit for everybody. But if you are the right fit, I I can set up the program, customize it completely for you. And after you take a, an assessment that looks at all your ministry, looks at you as the leader, there's all these questions that I have you answer. We figure out some things that there, there may be some gaps and some blind spots. And then we create the strategy to help you so that we know that when we get to the mentoring part, we have sp specific things for you to work on. This program is also set up financially to make it affordable for every single ministry. Very rarely I've had somebody tell me, well, I just can't afford that because I always do my best to make it completely workable for your finances and your budget, especially if you're bivocational, then it becomes more of a donation-based coaching program. And we can talk about that. If you'd be interested in that, there, you can go to kmccoach.net and there's a clarity call button. You can click, click that button and set up a 30-minute call where we'll walk through and I'll explain all of the details and how it can work for you. So that's, that's all I'm going to say about that. As we wrap up this episode, here's what I want you to think about. What are some things that you can specifically do today to assess the current state of where you are and where you need to improve it during the summer months? Take good notes of what you're doing this summer, what's working, what's not working, and put them in a file for next year so that you can look as you're planning your next summer events in the, in the fall and winter, you can start looking at those things. Set some measurable goals and some time-bound goals. So if you want to get smart with them, do the SMART goals, specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time-bound. But mainly, you need to get specific, and you need to get time-bound. If nothing else, know exactly what you need to do and when it needs to be done by. If you can get those two things going on your calendar, you're going to feel so much better about your organization. Con consider what you're doing for communication. How are you communicating to your team? How are you communicating to your parents? How are you com communicating to prospective people? What stories are you going to tell of life change 
and things that are happening. Who are you going to invite on your team? And what is the process for moving them from just a volunteer that's serving in a special event to a full-time team member that serves on a weekend? All right. That's where we're going to wrap up this episode of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. Again, if I can serve you in any way, please reach out. You can message me. Uh, you can email at tom at restoringleaders.org. That's the simplest email. If you're struggling with burnout, if you're struggling with hurt and leadership hurt, check out restoringleaders.org. Check out the Facebook group over there at Restoring Leaders. Uh, and if you haven't joined the Kid Ministry Collective Facebook group, the KMC, come and join, but make sure you answer all of the membership questions. We do not let people in if you don't answer all the questions. That's just the way we do it to protect our community uh, in a good way. So God bless you. Thank you. We pray that you have a great summer and stay tuned for another episode real soon. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. We hope that it's helped and encouraged you. If you would, support our podcast by continuing to share it with other leaders. And if you haven't already, hey, please subscribe and leave us a review wherever you listen to this podcast. We look forward to hearing from you how this podcast has helped and sharpened your skills in ministries. So let us know on your Facebook page or head over to kmccoach.net and share with us there. And thanks again for listening to the Kid Ministry Collective Podcast.